Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One thing about me is that I am obsessed with the undersea fiber optic cables that connect the internet. I bet you're thinking, oh, Annie, cool microphone. You're so wrong. This is an undersea fiber optic cable. I can't believe you thought this was a microphone. This bad boy looks like sushi. It's the girth of a sushi roll, and yet it can transmit 200 terabits of data every second. That's like all of Wikipedia, 250 times every second. And there's 486 of these in the world. They send little pulses of light through the fiber optic cables. It's literally crazy if you think about it too much. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. It's Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. I'm J.E. Skeets back in the Classic Factory with all the boys a buzzing. <laughs> Alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hotboy Trickery. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. To my right, the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. And over yonder, making the magic happen. JD. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> Where am I? Here I am. Hello. There you go. Hello. 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 Too ooh, many ooh. buttons. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. You absolutely love to see it. Uh, hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't. Share the show. Comment away in the stream team. On today's pod, we're going to debate our best bets when it comes to the over-under win totals in the Eastern Conference. But check out Monday's show. If you're a Western Conference sicko, we did all 15 teams there. Uh, had a blast doing that. And uh, at the end, sort of locked in our, our three favorite bets each when it came to the over-unders. That's the Western Conference. It's in your podcast feed. You've prob- probably already listened or watched it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But we are doing the East today. Um, but speaking of shows we've already done, check out yesterday's No Breaks. Uh, Trey and Graydon breaking down the very weird... Singapore GP from this past weekend. No Breaks has its own podcast feed, its own YouTube feed. Uh, but the best part of this podcast was the guys debating uh, times it's okay to piss your pants. Mm. <laughs> you know, maybe in a, in a race car, yeah, being absolutely. one of them. Maybe yeah. running a marathon, yeah. maybe in the Long ocean. endurance yeah. sports. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. the ocean. The ocean, you should be. It's encouraged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. How about if we're doing a four-hour podcast, though? Yeah. Like on a happy hour? <laughs> You're probably leaving to go to yeah. the bathroom, but... Nowadays, you don't want to miss a joke. Let him go. Nowadays. I don't know. That's up for debate. Let us know. Let us know. Is it okay to piss your pants during a marathon podcast? Yeah, well, let's not talk about it too much because, in these, you know, basically during any podcast these days. Lee is running out during a break. I'm drinking water. I'm going during the break. So I think we've got some canned ads. So I might get a little chance. Okay. Speaking of the can. Yeah, exactly. Before we get to our over under win totals in the East, some NBA news. I'll just throw it at you guys again here. Westbrook, by all accounts, still could be traded from the Lakers. That's the latest from the uh, team at The Athletic. Uh, We had a bunch of stars return to action over the last couple days. Talking Kawhi Leonard, Ben Simmons, Jamal Murray. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, The NBA GMs 
They see the Bucks as title favorites and an MVP award for Luca. I'm, of course, talking about our guy Schumann's uh, annual GM survey that gets everybody riled up. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like 10 years ago it wasn't getting the buzz it gets now. <laughs> so kudos to Schumann and the team over at NBA uh, and all the GMs for. Uh, Fire and I guess their hot takes off. Yeah, nowadays you can pee your pants and read the GM survey and get really riled up about it. <laughs> You're right. Uh, and uh, the last piece of news, and I, I would like to address this if you watch the highlights, maybe you even watched the game last night. Uh, Victor Webanyama and Scoot Henderson match up. I mean, their potential. Look, your locks for 1-2 probably in next year's draft. Uh, what did you think of those highlights? Well, Wembanyana first off. I mean, stepping into threes like he did, blocking shots. He's 7-4. He was bringing the ball up. I mean, if he's able to become an NBA talent, he might be the greatest player we've ever seen. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Jesus. I mean, like, to do what he was doing. I know, it's crazy that, that's, I don't think even Porzingis and, and, and Dirk is another big guy. I don't think anyone's had a smooth shot that big that I can ever think of. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so he looks incredible. He, um, he gets taller every time someone talks yeah, about him. Yeah, it's gone like from 7'2 to 7'3. He's 7'4. 7'4, they're saying. Yeah. I think in that's shoes, what, that's I what he's yeah. listed as. Yeah. Uh, I see a listed 7'2 sometimes. I don't know. It's changing, but... To get, we got some legit reports from standing right beside him. Johnny Hollinger of the Athletics saw a good old seven two seven three barefoot. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's why he's seven four, probably. Yeah. 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 Well, we, they are actually measuring NBA players nowadays. They are actually measuring NBA players properly mm. before the season because they used to add on an inch, but now you know guys lost inches. Like for instance, Boban Marjanovic. Speaking of monsters. He used to be 7'4 and dropped a 7'3. So we'll see. Legitimately, next year, when he gets drafted by the San Antonio Spurs, most likely, or one of those teams, uh, we'll get a legit... Height, well, that's why whoever's measuring should have to be the same person each year <laughs> and the same height because maybe Hollinger's dropped an inch and that's why, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. Trey, can you talk about the actual game that we saw between these guys last night? These guys are caught up in the measurements. Uh, it's incredible to see him moving the way he does at whatever height he might be. To yeah. see somebody move. Like, if he was moving that well, at the age he is, and he was six foot nine, people would be like, "This guy's a surefire all star yeah, in yeah. the NBA," and he's doing it at seven foot two plus. It's incredible. Thirty-seven points, five blocks last night. He's clearly the number one prospect, and he had an incredible line about Scoot Henderson. He's like, "He's a great player. He'd be the number one draft pick if I wasn't born." Yeah, bars. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, absolutely. But and he's I right because Scoot Henderson, look, Henderson yeah. looked awesome last night, and, and you know, explosive guy. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, and that's a good archetype for the NBA: a super explosive guard. But those come around every once in a while, mm-hmm. and you don't see a prospect like Wembenyama all the time. He's the best and most hype prospect since LeBron. So, 20 years of basketball. Pretty right. good. Yeah. Incredible. Check the highlights if you haven't at the very least. There's like a seven or eight minute, like, uh, it, it deserved yeah. the epic duel headline epic that, duel, that the yeah. NBA YouTube went with because it was both of the highlights. Like, Scoot Henderson's hitting step backs over this giant and he tacked him at the rim a couple times. Couple nice finishes. Beautiful finishes. And then, yeah, the highlights and the three pointers and mm. the blocks uh, from Weminyama is pretty amazing. So, check those out. Okay. Uh, over under win totals by way of Bet MGM. We're going to start with the Atlantic Division. I think it's the most talented division in the mm. NBA. At least when you get to the odds, uh, there's three teams here in this division that are uh, over 50-plus wins, according to Bet MGM and the over win totals. And we'll start alphabetically in the Atlantic Division. The Boston Celtics they had a quiet offseason, <laughs> yeah. um, but 54 and a half wins, uh, obviously coming off a run to the uh, – 
to the championship or to the title game excuse series mm-hmm. is what I'm saying trying to say they were up 2-1 maybe had it uh, until Steph Curry said no no I'll take that uh, but what do you think 54 and a half with what happened in the offseason and Doka not being there and Robert Williams being injured and all this yeah the highest over under win total in the NBA here the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. with 54 and a half and I'm going over I believe in this foundation I believe that everything that's on the court will carry over from last year it's an off-court problem if you look at them compared to the Suns who have more encore problems, I think, with DeAndre Ayton just continuing not to want to be there, with the fact the Phoenix Suns lost by 50 points in their last game at home in a Game 7. That doesn't happen. I think the Celtics team is just, they're too rock solid mm. to, to fall off. There are too many veterans for this not to work. And, and all guys who expect to win and act like it, like Al Horford and Marcus Smart and two guys who still aren't even in their prime, which is unlike Phoenix. I think their best players in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown here are just not a fluke team. They're going to get better. Their issues are off the floor. And it's not a fluke team. Four conference finals in the last six years. So uh, I expect them to be great. I expect them to be a rock. They added another rock in Malcolm Brogdon, uh, who is, I think, a a championship-type player. Uh, And he will play really well with Brown and Tatum. I think he played well off the ball with Giannis, if you remember, in the the Bucs days. This is a team that wants to win. And uh, I might be getting a little deep here with my my Boston Celtics analysis, uh, but uh, I saw this tweet from Taylor Snow about in 1985-86 that they added Bill Walton right before the season. Another big man redhead like they just added Blake Griffin, a former number one pick now. Obviously, Bill Walton, MVP. A lot more accolades than Blake Griffin, but he was a spark on that Celtics team. Blake is there to, to be a spark as well. He's going to be diving for balls. I think this roster is just too good. I think the Ime Udoka, as much as it was a distraction the last couple months, when you get in the locker room, I think they'll be good. 54 and a half is a lot. It's a big number for mm-hmm. sure, but I'm going over just because I think this team can grow. What do you think, Lee? Uh, yeah, I, I actually agree. I think uh, Joe Mazzulla, who the uh, coach is, he doesn't really have to do anything other than just like, hey, Tatum and Brown, we know they're your stars. Marcus Smart, you know, he's going to play both ways. And then Brogdon is really what they were missing, I think, last season. Smart filled in as a point guard, but I don't feel he's a true point guard. The Broggy Dog will be able to do that. So uh, they're going to be solid. Uh, I mean, Jason Tatum already, I mean, he has such a playoff resume that he knows he can go, just go out there and when he's a good two-way player um, I don't think the Udoka stuff will be a significant distraction once they get out there on the court and remember they started off bad last season 19 oh, and 21 yeah. and then they finished strong so yeah 50 uh, 54 and a half you said yeah I mean it is a lot but I think I think after the Bucks, they're probably the second best team in the East for me so I've got them winning about 56 to 57 I'll take the over Trey I'm going to go for the under here, actually, because I just think the number is a little bit too big. They could hit 54 wins, go under, and still win the Eastern Conference. The Heat took the one seed last year with 53 wins, and it seems like the East is going to be a little bit better this year. I think they're still going to be a streaky team like we saw last year, starting 19-21 and through the first 40 and then turning it on in the second half of the season. They're going to be starting this year, no Robert Williams III, who's key to their defense, I think. We're actually going to see Blake Griffin play real minutes just because of the lack of size up front for the Celtics. I don't know if Taylor tried to find a picture where he looked the most like Bill Walton possible, but was pretty good. fairly impressive. Pretty yeah, like yeah. They both had their mouth open and smiling. You can see their red curls. That's nice. Um, but I think they are going to get full seasons, whatever kind of a season you get from Malcolm Brogdon. He's a guy who's missed time in the past. Derek White is obviously around for the entire season this year, so they could be better than they were at the end of the year last year. I do think the Udoka thing is going to be a little bit of a hindrance at the start of the season. As they get further and further into the year, they'll get better and better, just like they did last year. But I think there's a chance they struggle out of the gate, and I think there's a chance that 
it takes a while till they really find their stride. So the Celtics are a championship contender, but I'm just going under because 55 wins is a lot of wins. Yeah, I'm signing with you, Trey. I also think, like, Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year, but we always talked about it sort of was a team award, you know, given to him as the leader. But Robert Williams, I mean, he might miss two months Mm -hmm. of action here. Uh, Maybe more uh, with this guy having two surgeries on his knee. And he is so, so important. Um, So, you know, can he get back? What's he look like when he's back? Can the defense uh, be elite still without him? You know, Al Horford is incredible. He played amazing last year. Can he do it for another season uh, in heavy minutes as sort of the backbone at the at the at the back of that defense? I question a little bit. So I just go under two. I think they're still going to be contenders. I think when Robert Williams comes back and hopefully he's healthy, they'll be great. But I think it's a high number with all these other teams that we'll get to here yeah, that are going to be flirting with 50 to 55 wins just like the yeah. Celtics and the yeah 50, the 50 flirt there's gonna be a lot of 50 there's gonna flirters. be a lot of 50 flirts in the east um <laughs> and will this is could the suspension from you know could be a distraction at at the start or all season long I mean we're, we're brushing it off like it's no big deal but then that's sort of discrediting how he got these guys to buy in remember totally. they started so slowly and then he basically called out his star players him and smart and that sort of like kicked them into the gear and they started playing defense so um yeah I'll go just under hmm I'm looking forward to watching the big man rotation as a, as a basketball geek because Al Horford might play the five, but then they don't have a lot of depth. You know, Blake Griffin at the end of his career, Luke Cornett. They may go Jason Tatum at the five at some points, and I think they're good enough on the on the perimeter as we saw what they did with the Brooklyn Nets that we'll talk about right now, how they took away Durant and, and, and were so good on the perimeter that they can manage to cover up some of the, the stuff that – Robert Williams is so good at it. And it's unfortunate. Who knows when Robert Williams comes back? As yeah. you said, he played through an injury last year. Mm-hmm. This, team, this team just guts it out. And I think I think they learned something about themselves in the second half that's going to carry over. Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> 50 and a half. Uh, who's going over? Yeah. Who's going, is anybody going to go over? No way. Nobody can pick no over. <laughs> you can't. No, no I way. Don't, I don't believe in this team at all. Uh, the way you talk about off-season distractions. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant, he didn't want to be there. He asked to be traded at at, uh, at his press conference on media day. He was like, I know I'm so good, you're not just going to give me away. But look, he's a baller. He's going to go out there and play hard and he's going to try to win. But I think there's way too many, just again, internal chaos with that team and that franchise. Kyrie Irving, we know he doesn't want to be there. They'll trade him if they can, if they can get something back for him. But uh, so far that hasn't happened. And Ben Simmons, I mean... We saw the, uh, the the complete contrast in his game the other night. He's great when he's in transition. He can run and dunk. Anything else? Well, he passed out of the post okay, but the shot, there's nothing there for a shot. People are saying, well, he doesn't need to shoot or he doesn't need to score. I've said this before. If I'm scouting and I'm playing against the Nets, I'm like, Ben Simmons is not gonna even going to have a defender on him. I'm just going to double up on Kevin Durant mm-hmm. because I'm going to say, you can shoot all you want and you can even drive inside. We'll just fail you if you get inside too right. often. And he won't want to do that. So I see him as a big weakness out there for the Nets. And I just don't think they can get it together. I don't think they don't, they don't want Steve Nash there as the coach. Kevin Durant said he wanted him fired. So uh, how they can sort of, you know, get it all together with all that sort of stuff going on, all those other. And, and you just don't know what Kyrie's going to do as well. He's just going to take off. <laughs> you should avoid point. this line like the play. Yeah. Totally. Well, yeah. 44 <laughs> wins. Why is it so high, though? Yeah, 50 50 and a half now. I've got them well under. Well under? Yeah, I I don't believe in them at all. Okay. Okay. What do you you think? You agree that you're going under. Yeah, I'm going under. I mean, you could talk yourself into an over, obviously. You just listen to those names. Uh, They're so good. You can start looking at them on paper and start to convince yourself this team can win 51 games. KD KD needs to hoop. It's in his blood. If Kevin Durant (laughs) is out there hooping, he will be. 
this team will be good yeah. if, if yeah. he's out there. He was injured for a good part of the year. They were number one in the conference for a good chunk of the year until whatever the date was. It was January 20th or somewhere around there. He got hurt. Things fell off. Uh, but it's it's like the the casual fan that nobody wants to buy in nobody wants to buy into this team with the roller coaster that they took us on but you can talk yourself into it because Kyrie's in a contract year he said last year cost him four years and a hundred plus million dollars yeah he probably wants to get that back Ben Simmons will guard the other team's best player they're going to be better defensively then you can start talking about Ben Simmons at the five even with this team and get excited about he loved that in Philadelphia he had that monster game where Embiid was out uh, and he was playing the five past the shooters on this team like Joe Harris Seth Curry Patty Mills you can talk yourself into it you know they also traded I'm for not, Royce O'Neal I'm not talking you're not going to you but... just, honestly you just talked to me <laughs> I'm going over <laughs> why not somebody's got to swerve here I'll go over on the nets like you're saying Kevin Durant when he's healthy one of the three best guys in the NBA Hopefully they get 60 to 65 games from him. And hopefully they get 60 to 65 games of Kyrie Irving in a contract year wanting to play. Because the squad they've built around these two, pretty solid. And you look back to the 2021 season when they had decent health. They played at a 55-win pace. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like, it ain't going to be a lock, but I'll do it. You talk yeah. to me, I'll do it. Don't put real money on no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, on, on this show, you're going over. I think I'm with you, Trey, because... I was going to say, like, they did trade for, trade for Royce O'Neal. You have guys coming back shooters, and, and Joe Harris specifically, you know, from injury. They got Seth Curry, of course, in the trade with Ben Simmons. There's another shooter. They signed TJ Warren. Remember him? Yeah. You know, is there is there any bubble Warren left yeah. in him? Markeith Morris is there one year. Edmund Sumner. They re-signed Patty Mills, Claxton, Kessler Edwards. This good, deep team. Utah Watanabe, perfect oh, sure. role player. Ah, man, like... <laughs> Yeah, and if Duran is your star player and plays, he's one of the five guys in the league that it's like, you feel good they're a 50-win team if he just plays a majority of your games. Mm. But, man, does Steve Nash last a month? You know, if they get off to a slow start, Nash is gone. Well, yes, it depends, I guess, on how that unfolds because Joe Sy was adamant, like, no, Sean Marks and, and Steve Nash are our guys. He, I don't think he's going to press the trigger button unless it's like a 12-game losing streak. Sure. Like if, it's a, if they're about 500 or so like that, he probably wants to sort of show a bit of faith. But as we've said before, if you're Steve Nash, what's he... What's he even doing there still, you know? He's got the World Cup in Qatar. I'm surprised he's not going <laughs> to head out there in uh, in November. But, uh, I, look, the thing with Kevin Durant, obviously he's still a great player, but we definitely saw him look um, uh, as, as sort of weak as, as he ever looked in the playoffs against the Celtics. They really harassed him into a terrible series as far as shooting the ball and turning it over. Uh, but it was the Celtics. They were like the best defense exactly, we had yeah. seen in a long yeah. time. So uh, credit and, to and them. Was, yeah, no, you don't was, have to see them every night. No, no, but teams can probably sort of say, hey, listen, Kevin Durant lost control of the ball a lot more than we've ever seen before. And also, remember last year when he was playing heavy minutes and he's like, I don't care, I'm going to go and play it there until I can't. And then he missed like six weeks just after that. So health is a real concern with him. Mm-hmm. He missed that with the Achilles after the after the finals against the Raptors. He missed the entire season. I think he played 55 games in the end last season. So some concerns there with his durability at this age. Okay, well, we're split on this one as well. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Tasson Lee versus Trey and I right now when it comes to our bets uh, for the first two so teams dumb. there in the Atlantic Division. But yeah, that one's that one's insane. All right, our next one. Uh, the New York Knicks, bing bong, 39 and a half. Twitter was buzzing last night. Jalen Brunson scored and they went nuts. They were like, yes, we got a point guard. Finally. Um, but... 39 and a half, you know, not even a 500 squad. Is that too low? Where were you going? Well, they only won 37 last year. So they are a better team than they were last year. I think yes, because I think RJ Barrett, I 
they gave him a bag. Yeah. I think he is a better player. I think he's going to be better. And Brunson should improve them. So, you know... And Randall, he can't be worse, can he? Like, he has to come uh, yeah. back to the And that's the thing. Is, is That's the thing. If you if you balance out the last two seasons, it's probably about, yeah. okay, a, a decent team. They played above expectations two years ago and below them last year. So if they can hit the middle this year, they'll get that uh, 30... What did we say? 37 uh, 39.5. So, uh, yeah, give me a 40-win team for the Knicks. I'll go half a game over here. I, I, I sort of want them to be better mm-hmm. because they started off so well. Well, literally, I think the first three games last year, they were really good and then the wheels fell off a bit. But I, I think RJ Barrett is in for a good season and uh, and Brunson should improve them. So You're hitting the over. Give me the over just, by half a game. Just, just, just. Yeah. Tess? Well, I believe in Brunson and I'm starting to buy the RJ Barrett hype train. I'm, I'm getting on it. So if those two guys are good, I think that you've got a 500 team. And R.J. Barrett said preseason, I think the Knicks will shock the world on media day. <laughs> well, 40, is 40 wins shocking the world? Oh, God. I guess. I mean, they were 40, on. 42, man. We shocked yeah. the world. What? Um, what? But, but listen, Brunson's a rock. If R.J. Barrett can be good and, and I'm, I'm buying into what he did in the summer and buying into his confidence, he said he worked on his decision-making with the ball, finishing in the paint, and free throws, hmm. according to our man Fred Katz. So, he worked on his free throws, but that's the important part. No, the important part is that he was—he didn't say he was working on a shot like everybody does. He was working on the things that R.J. Barrett needs to be good at. And there's actually some proof in the pudding that he is going to be a driver and and not just a three-point shooter. Because it's that's not that's not where he's going to be great. Last year, especially if he's not practicing. Yeah, if, yeah that's true. <laughs> uh, but he were last year. This is shocking to me. Uh, he was great at driving from New Year's Eve through the end of the season. So forty-seven games, he took seven point seven shots per game at the rim. He went hard to the rim. Only LeBron, John Moran, and Giannis took more. That's great company. So if he is a driver and focused on that. And I'm buying the confidence that they're going to shock the world. If he's going to say that on media day, him and Brunson are rocks. As you said, Randall's probably got to be better. Mitchell Robinson and Fournier around at the five. A 40-win team? Count me shocked. I think they'll go over. Uh, I'm exactly the same. I think they're about a 500 team. I think having competence at the point guard position is going to be huge. I'm betting on Randall being somewhere between all NBA and all stink. And I mean, maybe we get the best Barrett we've seen. I feel like uh, Canadians overrate him more than anybody else out there or Canadian adjacent people like Zach Lowe. Uh, but I'm also in a little bit on R.J. Barrett here. He's a little bit of a Jimmy Butler, and that's why he needs to work on his decision-making and his passing, because Jimmy's a way better passer, but similar games in that they get to the line and don't want to take jumpers. Uh, that being said, R.J. Barrett should be working on his three-pointers because they leave the guy wide open all the mm-hmm. time. you got to make some of them. The main issue for me is that Tom Thibodeau is probably going to get in the way of this team. Uh, We're already seeing Evan Fournier start over Quentin Grimes, even though Quentin Grimes is preferred by the front office. That seems strange to me. We know that Tibbs is going to value veterans. Will he actually play Obi Toppin this year? It remains to be seen. I think that's an issue for the Knicks, but they should be able to win 40 or 41 games. And they brought in Isaiah Hartenstein. There we go. There it is. Uh, who, uh, you know, Knicks fans are going to fall in love with. He is a solid role player. Good backup big there. Uh, he'll get some minutes, especially with Tibbs, I believe. Um, good point about if they got off to a slow start, would they move off of uh, Tom Thibodeau? Oh, yeah. I he's, think so. he's on the hottest seat, I think. You think so? I think so, yeah. Wow. Wow. I the think he, Yeah, I think so because of the way things uh, went down last season. Uh, and again, he's been there. This will be his third season. So now it's like, okay, he's had enough time. You know, uh, 
I think they'll they'll move on if they get off to a terrible start. Uh, I'm going over as well. I all four of us are going over <laughs> on the Knicks. That's uh, that's worrisome. But I guess we're saying they're about a 500 team. I just I really do, and I said this when the trade happened, or excuse me, the signing happened. Um, Jalen Brunson, I, I I equate it to sort of when the Raptors got Lowry uh, back in the day, like just to have a competent sort of hard nosed. Uh, point guard that is getting better, and then and, and really Brunson even younger than sort of Lowry was at that point, probably when he was going to the Raptors, because you know he kicked around there for a bit. I think that means a lot to the other guys on your team. Just to have some like yeah. just some solidity there at that yeah. position uh, will really help, and I think it's damn good too. Um, and the contract is completely fine, so I like it. I'm going to go over. Uh, but they better not get off to a slow start yeah. or Tibbs will be out of there. And Mitchell Robinson is huge for them at both oh, yeah. ends. If he plays. Yeah, that's I mean, the problem. Yeah. And, 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 he's and always he's, hurt. He's always hurt and he sort of struggles to finish games. His conditioning yeah. was bad last season. So if they can get you know 70 games out of Mitchell Robinson, then I think that's going to have a huge impact on their, especially defense, rebounding, contesting shots, blocking shots. Uh, Taj Gibson's not there anymore. So they uh, Tibbs won't be able to bring back his 45-year-old 6'6 backup center. Mm. Uh, to, Don't to, cut him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's he's with, he's, now. I think he went somewhere else. He, uh, is, or is he without a contract? Anyway, no, Taj is on a on a team. Yeah, um, I'm drawing a blank on who is right that now. A weird okay. He's, he's definitely on a team. Detroit, maybe, did, yeah. maybe he's part of that trade. I don't uh, anyway, yeah. Mitchell Robinson, like I say, I, I just I just feel uh, they just need his presence on the court uh, at both ends, and he's just got to stay healthy. Philadelphia 76ers. Another, uh, according to BetMGM, team with an over under win total of over 50, so 50 and a half. Right there. Trey, get us started on this one. People are high on the Philadelphia 76ers. I knew right? you were going to ask. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to because <laughs> yeah. you know I'm in on James Harden once again. Did you see how skinny he looked in front of that picture of Allen Iverson? <laughs> no, I missed it. <laughs> oh, he's looking ripped, Tess. They always do like a James Harden last year and a James Harden this year. It looks the same every time, yeah. but I'm always like, he's trimmer somehow, <laughs> just from people saying it. I don't know. This is a, a potential one seed to me, though. Uh, I think they're going to win a ton of games in the regular season. Joel Embiid is obviously an MVP candidate, one of the top three choices. James Harden, even if he's not an MVP candidate, he makes things a lot easier uh, for Embiid. They were really great in the pick and roll last year, and that was figuring things out mid-season. I like what they did uh, depth-wise on the wing, adding Danwell House, adding P.J. Tucker, DeAnthony Melton, all solid players who yep. got that dog in them. You got Montrez Harrell, one of the highest dog quotients in all of the NBA, mm. and you've got the most improved player in the league this season, Tyrese Maxey. So I love what the Sixers are doing. I, the main concern is that we saw the best indeed we've seen yet in the in his NBA career last season he played the most games he played the most minutes he got very close to winning the MVP and they barely hit the over last year I'm counting on though a more settled team obviously they don't have the Simmons thing hanging over them this year they still got a trade chip in Matisse Thibel that I think that they could move at some point to help even more I'm in on the Sixers I'm a clown. Going Feels over. good. Yeah. Going big over. time over. Big, big time, time over. Big time wow. over. Yeah, this, is, wow. this will be a lock for me. Okay. 50 mm. and a half. Um, David Aldridge test thinks they did have the best offseason in the NBA. And Trey, and Trey just went through it all. You agree with that? And do you think they hit the over? I think they're a lock for the over. They won 51 games last year and they didn't have anywhere close to the support that they have this year. Who was their best player for the majority of last year? It was Tobias Harris without Ben Simmons. And then they got Harden for the last 20 games. Now they've got a full James Harden. They've got P.J. Tucker. They've got DeAnthony Melton. I'm a fan of. That's that's a lot of support. And they've got more of an attitude. I I, I think Joel Joel Embiid said in the postseason when they lost to the Heat. Look at that team on the other side. P.J. Tucker, I mean, he, he... 
leads that team with with an attitude. They go and get that guy. And so I think their locker room is going to be tough. And uh, everybody wants to play with Joel Embiid. You saw it in the in the preseason. You had Doc Rivers mic'd up with James Harden. Listen, this, this we got a pecking order here. We got to feed Embiid, feed Embiid, and then it's you, and then it's everybody else. And so I think they know who they are. And uh, PJ Tucker is going to come in and support those dudes. Like, how how do they leave the locker room and not who they are? I, I think they know who they are every time they leave the locker room. That's that's a low number to me. And I understand maybe Embiid is a, a slightly less uh, on the floor this year. <laughs> maybe he doesn't play as much, um, but he's he's the peak of his powers. And I think they get better defensively because Harden is a little healthier and because they've got uh, you know other defensive minded guys around them. So I think you'll get a more complete. Embiid this year. Uh, talking about hot seat, I think Doc Rivers is on one as well there if they do get off to a slow start. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, look, I think with Embiid on their team, uh, I found this is the hardest one to sort of pick because I think they're at about where that line is, about 51 wins uh, because Embiid can just do it all by himself. And I, I like Trey's point there about uh, Tyrese Maxey. I think he could be the most improved. He was actually almost too good last year to make another yeah. huge yeah. leap this season, you know. So he finished averaging 17 points a game. James Harden, Look, I don't think he's got that uh, ability anymore that he had in Houston where he was able to just run the entire game and, and go crazy. We saw it last year. He just didn't have that explosiveness for an entire game anymore. A couple of plays here and there, a couple of moments here, there, sort of throwbacks. But He says it was because of injury, though. Yeah, so. well, maybe, maybe not. I think you see the pictures? <laughs> he's look, he lost 100 pounds. Yeah, he lost the last game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I just, but yeah, honestly, no. in the playoffs last year, he had a real chance to sort of, you know, he'd had enough games and he was healthy enough, I'm sure, that he could have gone out there and uh, done a little more I didn't really see it so but I don't also think that that's a detriment to the team because they do have nice pieces around their main player which is Joel Embiid and so I think they're about there I'll, I'll say I'll take the under just to sort of because they can still win 49 50 games have a good season mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think they're um, any more than sort of 51 52 win team anyway at best Okay, I'll just go over. Uh, I don't need to rehash everything you guys said. I love the offseason. Uh, I think ironically this could be Embiid's best chance to maybe win an MVP <laughs> and I think he'll try the least uh, hardest to go get that which he has over the last two years and talked about it a lot because and what I mean by that is if the Sixers have the best record in the Eastern hell maybe even the NBA then that's people will go oh whoa you know maybe they'll finally we'll give it to Embiid it's, it's yeah. a possibility um, so I'll go, I'll go just over uh, for Philadelphia the, put me down for like a 53-54 win season uh, but that would be over you know pretty comfortably um, final team in the Atlantic Division the Toronto Raptors task, 46 and a half. You're right. It's a deep division. It's a, honestly. <laughs> Stack division. <laughs> like it's, it's loaded here. It's we're, like we're a- saying the AL East. I mean, everybody's saying the Knicks are a 500 team, and then we have four other teams that could be flirting with, easily flirting with 50 wins. Where do you think of the Raptors, though? <sighs> oh, they're going to flirt with it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this, is, this is an over. Lock it in. They have hit the over number on 10 of the last 11 seasons. That's what they do. That's crazy. They exceed expectations. Like Pascal Siakam, people might say, oh, he's a good player. He's a two-time All-NBA player. He's healthy in his prime. Then you've got Van Vliet, who led the league last year in minutes played. He's not going to have to do that again. He tried to play through an knee injury because he's tough. He said he would do it again. Uh, But I think he's going to be smarter about it, as he said to Eric Green. And then you've got Scotty Barnes, who's only getting better. And they've got ridiculous depth behind those guys that they didn't have last year. Otto Porter Jr. coming over, a full Thad year in Thaddeus Young. A developed Precious Achua. People think he should start. And Chris Boucher, who's dropping 20 in your eye. 
This is a great Don't regular season team. Don't forget Bo <laughs> yeah. Cruz. He's going to yeah. be a Raptors favorite. If he plays, yes. <laughs> Euro yes, League MVP. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was Eurobasket MVP. He, for the, just for the final game. For, yeah, yeah. Final. final. Willie. Yeah. Willie yeah. got the Eurobasket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His bro. Uh, this team is a great regular season team. 47. 47. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to win the ship. Right, but, right. But they're led by all-stars and a Scotty Barnes who – you know, can help them take the next step if he's there. But I don't know. I'm not going to. This is about the over-under. 47. Come on. Okay. Come on. Trey? 48 wins last year, and they didn't mm. get worse. So, no. to me, it's an easy over uh, for the Raptors here. They'll be flirting with 50, no doubt about it. I like that they got in on the summer of Wancho. Like, this is the time. Maybe they can ride that wave into the fall. They've just got a lot of good players. The only uh, position I feel like that they don't have depth is point guard. Yeah. If Van Vliet goes down and misses serious time, then the Raptors will be in trouble. But Scotty Barnes can play make. Siakam can play make. And their big guys can facilitate a little bit. So, yeah. They got a great coach in Nick Nurse. They're bringing back basically everybody. They should pick up where they left off last year. Oh, 100% agree. I've got them winning 50 games. I, I think they are probably behind Boston as the best team in the uh, Atlantic division. Let's get down into Holy it with the divisions. Crap. Out. <laughs> All right. Well, when you, when you think about the other teams, Philly, Brooklyn, and New York, they're definitely better than those three, I think. But Because uh, I believe they, they, they lost Philly last year. I know, but I a couple of injuries, couple of injuries there, yeah. I mean, but I, uh, the but I do – well, I like the continuity of this team. Though, yeah, that's, they're the same team. They, they added the all the Jr. and watch uh, Yeah, and they've gotten uh, – and they're going to get better because I think Scotty Barnes – now, he's going to have that sort of second-year pressure. A little The scouting report's going to be different, but he plays both ways. Yep. You know, he's a very, very good player. And I think Nick Nurse is a, is a good coach. He gets a lot out of these guys. So um, I like the Raptors right now. I think it's way better almost in a situation like this where they didn't make any, you know, major changes. There was talk about the Kevin Durant stuff there, yeah. but there was no way Masai There was Ujiri, talk about Rudy Gobert. Yeah, but they, uh, Masai Ujiri wasn't going to give up, you know, two of his assets to get one of those guys. I think he knows what he's got in this team. And, uh, and again, a couple of vets. I thought Thad Young, when he came over last year, was really good. He's back there. So if they can get the same out of uh, like an Otto Porter Jr. Those are the sort of perfect role players to have. They only need to play 10, 12 minutes a night, you know, mop up some minutes and then have Pascal finish. You know, if he starts a season where he finished last yeah, season, yeah. the Raptors will be uh, a very, I mean, very, he was injured team. at the start of yeah. last year. And, Not playing well and, yeah, exactly. and stuff, but I, I like him. I like the Raptors. Okay, well, I'm taking the over on the Raptors. Oh, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's a no-brainer I'm taking the <laughs> over, but it sounds like a, they're probably one of your locks uh, to look uh, at. I mean, pretty said, much, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Uh, um, you know, when I was looking at the numbers there, yeah, like 46 and a half this year, they won 40. I'm surprised they're lower than last year. I, I think that has to be because of all the other talented teams in the Eastern Conference. That's... Right? Mm. Yeah. And, and, and they're in a division with the Nets, who everybody's assuming yeah. they're going to have to be better than they were last yep. year. Yep. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, we're all staying over on the wrap. We were over on a lot of these teams in the Atlantic Division, so we'll see if uh, it sort of uh, balances out when we get to the other two. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we will get to the good old Central Division. <laughs> the Bulls are back. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Back in the Classic Factory to the Central Division, over under bets when it comes to the win totals. We start with Trey Kirby's Chicago Bulls. Uh, 42 and a half is the line. I forgot how hot the Bulls were last year. I mean, 39 and 21 at one point, finished 7 and 15, though, down the stretch because they were banged up. A lot of injuries. Lonzo Ball only played in 35 games. Zach Levine missed 15 games. Caruso was a big one. He missed half the season. Patrick Williams only played like 17 games. Um, they didn't do a whole lot, though, in the offseason, signing the Dragon, though it is House of the Dragon time right now on HBO. <laughs> yeah. They got Goran Dragic yes. and Andre Drummond. Um, and then their pick there at the 18th pick with Dale and Terry. Not a lot else, but so where? how do you feel about your Bulls? Well, Lee, you still got that Homer drop ready. <laughs> I'm going over. Homer. 43 wins. 43 <laughs> wins, exactly. They will be worse than last year. I am not fired up about the Bulls right now. They basically brought back everybody, like you're saying, which generally is a good move, yep. I think. Um, they saw the Brooklyn Nets get swept in the first round of the playoffs last year and said, we need the seventh and eighth man from that team. <laughs> and that's basically it. Uh, we've already heard that Lonzo's going to be missing the start of the season. Don't really know when he comes back, and he's such a huge piece for the Bulls. He takes them from a good competitive team that would be clawing for the play-in tournament, trying to stay in the sixth seed, to a team that's actually dangerous because he just juices the offense so much with the hit-ahead passes. He's their best defender size-wise. He's their best defender in the passing lanes. Three-point uh, shooting. Three-point <laughs> shooting. He's he's Draymond-like in the intangibles he brings to the Bulls. They can get that from other players on the roster, but they can't get that all from one guy. So you're kind of like choosing. Do you want defense? Maybe we'll go with Caruso. Maybe we'll go with a little bit more size and Io DeSumo. I'd really like to see a big season from Patrick Williams. I know they just picked up his his fourth-year option, which is smart, but he needs to do more than just be out there. He's looked a little bit more aggressive, and Big Vooch. Big Vooch got to have a better season this (laughs) year. He was maybe the Bulls' best player in their first preseason game, so I'm feeling uh, good about that. I'm not as excited about the Bulls in the direction they're going that I was last year, but I think they'll still be a solid team. They still got two all-stars in DeRozan and Levine, and Levine's healthy again, so that's good. They brought in a champion as well. Costas. <laughs> 2020 NBA <laughs> champ. Yeah. I, I, forgot, yeah. I forgot about the, the long-term Antetokounmpo yeah. plan. Yeah. I, look, I actually think this is a, this is a regular season team for me. I, I think with uh, what you saw from DeRozan last year, when things get close at the end of the games, he can finish them. And, and you know, if, if him and Zach are healthy uh, for most of the games, I think they can hit that over, Mark. I just don't see the Bulls as a, a serious contender, though. I just think they were like they were last season. Made the playoffs and basically got smoked by the Bucks. I think there was five in the end where the Bucks forgot to play one game there because uh, when they turned it on it wasn't even close so little surprise that it's um, three and a half games lower than what they won last year I've got them pegged at around that sort of 45 46 wins because I just like say so I just think this team is one of those ones that they've got enough players that are going to make you work in the regular season that it's not going to be an easy victory against the Bulls you're going to have to you have to play tough so I've got them going 
going over, I think they'll be fine, but I don't see any reason to think they can be any better than they were as terms of getting closer to a championship than last season. Yeah, I think Lonzo Ball is just big for this team, and it's uh, the injury doesn't sound good no. uh, when he said, I can't run, I can't jump, and he's had setback after setback, plus his Pelicans injury history. He doesn't play full seasons. He, the highlights of him last year in the, in the first half were incredible defensively. And I didn't like the look of that first preseason game, Trey. If we're going to get deep into the first preseason, oh the D God. doesn't look good. <laughs> Dyson Daniels cooked him. Yeah, uh, no. No, vac- no. no vacuum pun? What's up? <laughs> Not in preseason form, my man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's better when he plays bad. Yeah. Dyson sucks. sucks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He's, he's good. It's too good. Yeah. Uh, there's some weird stuff. And reading about it uh, from Darnell Mabry, Billy Donovan's messing with the offense. He's putting boxes on the uh, offensive side of the court. You have yeah. to stand outside. These are where, the places where you have to stand are these boxes, and they're outside of the arc. No one's going in the arc. Like, why are you messing with the offense? Uh, just let because they couldn't score. I know, <laughs> and they're trying to get more out of Vooch. No and, shooting, but who knows what happens with Patrick shooting. Williams? There's yeah. just too many questions to me. I, you don't know what they're going to get on offense. Let Demar be Demar. Let Zach be Zach. But now you're messing with both, end, messing with the offensive end and. I'm not excited about the defensive end. It's about a 500 team, but I'll go with the under, especially just coming off so many overs in the Atlantic. That's that's what yeah, I, yeah. that's what's happening. Well, and, and the Bulls last year went like one in 14 against the best teams mm. in the Eastern Conference. Uh, your Miamis, yeah. your Boston's, your Milwaukee's, and your Philadelphia. One in 14 is is pretty wild, um, and that's including like a really really strong start. They were just like taking care of all the sort of uh, average teams or crappier teams, but struggled against the best. I'm gonna go just just under. But I also, I just, I, I would be looking at this team differently if Lonzo was like ready to go, fully Absolutely. healthy. Because I'm with Trey; he's one of those like just so important to them uh, on both sides. But I'll go just under on the Bulls. Cleveland Cavaliers, 46 and a half, uh, traded for Donovan Mitchell. That caught everybody by surprise. They did sign Ricky Rubio. He's back. Um, currently still injured, if I uh, have that correct. Yeah. I don't yeah. know when he'll yeah. be actually be back on the floor, but three years, $18 million. Uh, Neto, Robin Lopez for jokes. Uh, signed Garland to the big extension. So 46 and a half. I yeah. mean, this was a really... They surpri- this was Tess's team last yeah. year. They loved them. You know, surprised a lot of people. Now there are expectations. Uh, what do you feel about the line? Uh, pretty good. I think they are a bit of a Cinderella sort of team. People want this team to be good because mm-hmm. they were easy to fall in love with last year. They played fun basketball. Garland was great. Mobley was fantastic. Now, he's kind of injured at the moment as well. Yeah. They, they, they think he probably will be good to go, but a little bit of a concern there. Um, I, I like the Donovan Mitchell trade. It, it improves them. It doesn't sort of vault them up the standings, but certainly he's an improvement of Colin Sexton, who was injured and wasn't really a part of their future. And then Larry Markinen as well wasn't really a part of what the Cavs are doing here to be certainly to be successful like they were last season so you know look the 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 uh asterisk of like health is affects every team but if this team can stay on the floor and if Darius Garland can take another step up this season I think they are a pretty good team so uh last year of course they finished ju- they lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the play-in tournament there uh finished with 44 wins 46 and a half that show tells me people would also believe in this young team Touch high, though. I'll take him at about 46 wins. So I'll take him at just, just under. <laughs> I just swear, under. like, exactly every over-under you always, like, generally just yeah. a half under. Well, it's like Shark Tank. You know, you think they're in, and then they're out at the last second there. But, uh, I, look, I think this is a very good team. I think this team should be um, yeah, should be a good team, pretty tough team. I, I think, like the Hawks, when we get to them uh, in the final division, but it's like, you know, they have a new guard, a new star guard. Uh, Murray, obviously, with the Hawks pair with Young, and then Mitchell here to pair with Garland. It's like... Are they going to click right away? 
Or will that take some time to find a rhythm and cohesiveness there to figure it out? Like, uh, you know, you know, ball dominant guards. Like they have to figure it out how to play with each other. And, and maybe it's like because with the defense behind them, they're okay right from the jump, but they might start slow and that's fine. No one should freak out. Like, have you heard uh, Kobe Altman, Cavs GM? Like he is like completely downplaying expectations and he's trying to, he's like, I don't want anyone to think that this year we have to be in a contention or bust. That's not what this is. This is a real runway here for these guys to grow together, learn how to play together, get better each year, and grow to hopefully some some more exciting basketball. Like he is like, don't think we're going to the conference finals, right? <laughs> we suck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's that's smart. That's the way to do it. Um, but will they hit? Will they fall into forty-seven wins because of I'll talent? Be, I'll be the alt man to Kobe. Okay, raise the expectations. Raise them. Oh, They're boy. great. Who cares if Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland don't mix? They weren't that good offensively last year, anyways. They're twentieth in the league. Nobody wants Fair. to play this team. And they got to 44 wins with all those injuries. I think this is a 50-win team. This is a team built for the regular season. You don't want to go into the lane with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley there. Nobody wants to go in there on a Tuesday night in Cleveland. Nobody. So I think this team should rack up some defensive wins. And then they suck up every stinking rebound. Robin Lopez is going to teach Jared Allen his hook shot. I I think there's too many too many rocks on this team, too many level-headed guys, You know, led by Darius Garland and and Donovan Mitchell to for them to fall off. Uh, I, 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 you know, Mobley, Jared Allen, Mitch, uh, Darius Garland, I think will will bring in Donovan Mitchell well. The 44-1 team is just going to go up. I think Karis LeVert gets one more crack at being good. I think he'll help off the bench. Um, he'll, he'll be better at that than Rubio, Love, Jetty Osman. I think they're deep. Um, and I think their top-end talent in Mobley is going to get better mm-hmm. along with Darius Garland. These guys are young, 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 young guys. Mobley in his second year, he got better in the offseason creating his own. I'm buying it, and uh, you know the gelling part is is fair. But again, I think the D is there. This is a team that nobody wants to go up and and try and score on. So that's where regular season wins come from. I got the over. I think they can be a fifty flirter uh, for sure. You're listing all those players. I thought you were going to get to uh, Dean Wade. Dean, did Dean? Thought you were going to get to Dean Shut Wade. Up, Dean. I had him on the list, but I, I resisted. Drop a Dean. Don't feel bad about dropping a Dean. Uh, we tweeted out earlier. Who's the most random Eastern Conference player who's going to be referenced on this episode? Because no doubt we're going deep. Sexy underscore Swicky suggested it might be Dean Wade. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you actually might be right because we can see some serious Dean Wade minutes for the Cavs. They don't have a lot of depth on the wing. That's mm-hmm. probably the one area of concern for them. They need a big season again from Kevin Love, which he was awesome last year, but he was not awesome the couple of seasons prior to that. So we shall see. I think the comparison is exactly right, Skeets. 46 and a half wins is the same line for the Cavs and for the Hawks. <laughs> and the whole time I'm prepping for this, I'm like, who's going to be better? Who's yeah. going to hit the yeah. over here? Who's going to hit the under? Uh, hit the under? I'll take one for the over, one for the under. And then I just wimped out. <laughs> I'm going over. Oh, I'm going wow. over for the Cavs, 47 wins. I'm going over for the Hawks, 47 oh, wins. Geez, just. You can finish with the same record in the NBA, it turns out. <laughs> hey, this could, this could be the year where we yeah. have, like, uh, in, in the final night of the season, like, four teams that are, like, the exact same record. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know. It's our worst nightmare because we got to get ready for the uh, – the playoff previews and stuff like that when we don't know the matchups like basically right before they're going to go it's i i can see that happening where it's like 46 47 48 wins whatever it is maybe even 49 we might have four or five I teams mean, with damn near identical records that kind of was it though last season too wasn't was it, it? I, yeah. I think there was like three or four teams in a glut there of like 48 and 34 yeah if, uh, if i remember correctly yeah okay uh so you're going just over whoo i'm gonna go under 
I'm going to go under. Um, <laughs> just for no real reason, except I think they might... There's expectations now as much as Kobe Altman wants to downplay that. And they do have to figure things out. And... I'm not worried about the wing position. Like, Okoro, I think, is fine as, like, your fifth guy. And then they have all, you know, the, some of these guys you guys mentioned that can slot in there off the bench. Um, so even mentioned Lamar Stevens. I just think there's... There's still a tier below all these, a lot of these other teams we were talking That's about. Fair. And so that means they're going to lose to some of them. Uh, so I'll go just under, just to, to, for the record, okay? Yeah. Are we going to subscribe to mangameslost.com? Because uh, <laughs> they, do, they do the best job of uh, giving us the information how many injuries these teams had and how many yeah. teams lost. Because they won 44 games, and I know every team has injuries, but they had a lot of injuries. Basically, everybody was yeah, injured yeah, on yeah. that team. So. Well, Rubio was a tough loss. Jared Allen obviously missing mm. a good chunk of time. And Sexton was out. Yep. Sexton was out. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, Mobley was out. And they still recovered for 44 wins. They're going to be out. Put right. it that way. And I'll add to that. Now I'm talking myself into the over. Like, the whole <laughs> thing with them was, okay, their defense keeps them in games. They stay around. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, crunch time. Garland was their only answer. Like, it was like, Garland, save us. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they tried Levert. That's no, that like, didn't work. Right, right. And that's no knock on Mobley. The guy was a rookie. He's obviously a big. But it was like, Garland, can you get us a basket or get to the line or something? Now you had Mitchell. Like, holy crap. Now you got yeah. two well, But guys. Mitchell wasn't good in fourth quarters for the Jets. No, but you're you're going to take Mitchell over no, anyone of course, else. of course. But, like, I mean, it's not like he's just going to walk in there with this, like, deep bag of, you know, game uh, fourth quarter victories. I mean, he was actually terrible in fourth quarters for the Jazz. So, okay. okay. I'm just saying. I'm no, just saying. Right. That was one of their big problems. I mean, he shot bad. He turned the ball yeah. over. So, he looks like, he feels like he's a better player. He feels like you want it in, in his hands. But he, that reputation that he's a, a closer is... Not valid. Mm, I like the idea of having two of those guys <laughs> yeah, where you at least sure. trust, the ball, trust with the ball to make something yeah. happen, though. So I'm going to stay under, though. Uh, Detroit Pistons, 29 and a half. They finished the year strongly. Mm. All right, guys. They started 12 and 45, which included an eight-game losing streak uh, at the end of that. And then they went 11 and 14 in their final 25 games. I mean, Cade Cunningham had a really slow start, and then suddenly he was like, everyone's like, is this going to somehow win Rookie of the Year? It was a little... Too late, but they got Jaden Ivey there with the fifth pick, Jalen Duran with the thirteenth pick. Um, they still have Kemba Walker, <laughs> which is weird. Cool. Traded for Alec Burks, traded for Nerlens Noel. They signed Kevin Knox, Rodney Magruder, Marvin Bagley got the bag. Hey, uh, yeah, Rodney Magruder. That's guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that's an even deeper cut, I think, at this point than Dean Wade. I think yeah. so. Yeah. There's a buddy Boheim on their uh, <laughs> on their roster. Two way plan. So, do you believe in the Pistons? Thirty wins or more. Mm. I'm excited for their future, obviously. Very excited. The 11 and 14, good, but also during a time of the season when teams don't take things extremely seriously. So this is all on Cade's shoulders. As much as I'm excited for Jaden Ivey shooting six of nine in his first preseason game, or Jalen Duren seems like he's a steal of the draft. If Cade explodes, it's an over. But um, Cade showed his, his incredible bag the second half of the season. I, I think teams will focus on him. And so if they take him away a little bit, then this is an under. Uh, I, I, you know, I like, I obviously love this team, but it's all on Kate's shoulder to, to get to 30 wins, which doesn't seem like a crazy mark, but I'm no. taking the under because I think teams will uh, take him away. And I'm not sure these other guys are experienced enough to take advantage of it, but I'm excited for them. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, we, we did a show a while ago, I think, and, and the Pistons are only at 23 and a half, I think, weren't they? Oh, and, is that right? Yeah. And, I, and they're up. They've jumped already. So someone in Vegas knows something. One thing I will say about uh, Dwayne Casey's <laughs> Maybe it's time Bo in Detroit, I feel like that team's always played hard. 
you know, even when they haven't yeah. had the personnel. And so, again, if they can stay on the floor, I think you're going to get that. So to go from 23 to 29 wins, it is a big leap for a team that, you know, it's got, it made some nice moves, didn't make that huge sort of upgrade move there. Um, but I think if, if they can just stay in games, uh, then they can probably sort of sneak up a little bit on teams. I think they're still going to be overlooked largely by the rest of the NBA. So give me the over, give me 30 wins for the Pistons this year. I, I you know. Okay. Sure, why not? I feel like we were comparing, like, uh, or at least Vegas sort of like, Cavs or Hawks? Which one do you sort of believe in more? I feel it's like the Pistons or the Magic. It's like, which one of those teams that was like at the bottom of the conference, which one do you see like maybe getting into play in contention? Which one uh, do you have more faith in? Um, that's how I'm looking at it, at least. I know their lines are a little bit different, but 30 wins? Not a chance. No way? <laughs> way too high. Uh, I'm definitely going under. They're going to be an exciting, fun-to-watch team. They'll be better. They will look the way they're supposed to look, like the future of the Detroit Pistons. But they are going to want to have a chance at those top draft picks as well. Every team, basically, when I see a team now that has a twenty and they're over under, <laughs> I'm gonna go under because you want a chance at one of those top two guys. So that's it for me. Twenty three sure. wins last sure. year. They haven't won thirty or more games since the 2019 season. The Pistons just aren't totally ready to win right now. They're going the right way for sure. They're gonna be an exciting league pass team, but putting up W's, I'm a little skeptical about. Yeah, okay. I, I I totally feel like uh, I'm overestimating the good teams and underestimating the bad teams. I'm, I'm with you. I think there's just this this huge gap between the good teams. Mm-hmm. A lot of overs for me with the good teams. A lot of unders with, with me for the bad teams. So is there just going to be this huge drop off from the 8 seed to the 9 to 15 seed that's that's what my thinking is as well go under get out of it it's a little like baseball you got your haves and your have nots and i think that's there's going to be some of that um because you want to be bad yeah and the pistons pistons even though they're you know one through five you're starting Cade and ivy and then boyan's your small forward with bay yes. sadiq bay there and isaiah Sturry, jalen um duran you're starting to talk yourself into it but not this year it's too soon i think i don't i i, I don't know I'm sorry. I feel like the Pistons might be better than your Hornets, your Pacers for sure, your possibly your Magic, I guess. Um, you know, maybe even the Wizards. So 30 wins? Give me the over. <laughs> Come on, Dwayne. I mean, hey, yeah. four wins against the Raptors on, right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good so point. So they only yeah. need 26 more yeah. against all the other yeah. teams. And they'll play probably the, the Pacers four times and maybe the Wizards as well. So there you go. Yeah. They're halfway there. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll take just the over uh, for the Pistons, which would be a great year. And I'm excited to see uh, Cade Cunningham in year two. Like we said, like Scotty Barnes, Mobley, Cunningham. You know, the sophomore slump is a thing too though uh, Tatum comes to mind I don't think he had a great second year there um, so so maybe um, it'll happen for one of these guys but Kate looks awesome okay Pacers 24 and a half uh, try to get us started I, I know where you're going because you already you already told us if it's got a two there in the front <laughs> hit the under uh, I'm over what? No, what? what are you doing <laughs> this guy what an idiot Remix. what an idiot over on the Pacers only because I think they'll accidentally win too many games until they trade <laughs> Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Doesn't feel like it's happening quite yet. If right. it happens before the season starts, going under for sure. But as soon as those two are traded, this is a contender for worst team in the league to me. Tyrese Halliburton will be worth watching. Uh, Benedict Matherin, cool to see what mm-hmm. he's going to yeah. be able to pull off. Chris Duarte, some people like him. Uh, but it all comes down to when they actually move their veterans to me. I'm assuming we're going to see Buddy and Miles hanging around for a little bit. Maybe that gets them to 25 wins, but I mean, I think when it 
comes to the end of the season, we'll be talking about the Pacers amongst the worst in the league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty rough outlook for the Pacers right now. Very international team. You've got someone from Georgia in Gogo Batadze. You've got Buddy Hill from the Bahamas. Then you've got four Canadians, a German, someone from Lithuania as well. So, someone. Uh, well, his name is. His name is. Oh, I love the. Well, I love the way someone no. puts All the right, ball up here on. Here we go. Different. We're gonna set. This is gonna be the new. Yeah. Holy crap! This guy <laughs> was a deep cut. Go ahead. Davidus Servidus, <laughs> I believe. Six eight shooting guard. Uh, you know, four you Canadians. couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Yeah, four Canadians: Mathurin. Andrew Nembrard, yeah, Nembrard, yeah, uh, Nembrard, yeah. Uh, Benedict Mataran. I remember seeing his uh, highlights on the draft yeah, night. Who's the fourth? Uh, O'Shea Brissett and oh, Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte yeah. gets. It. Oh, I always yeah, forget yeah. he's Canadian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. sort yeah. of Canadian. Yeah. So yeah, I mean he's uh, he's Canadian. Um, hey, is he Haitian? No. Uh, Dominic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you looking so, at it? No, well, it's just oh. got his flag here. So oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. You're expecting I, a big uh, third year jump for Davidis Servidas? I am, I am. I mean, the first two years have been rough. This is his opportunity. No, but honestly, I mean, like, he might play. Who knows on that team? This Look, that's the thing. They want to try to cash in on Miles Turner. If they can, he's their strongest asset. And Buddy Heald is after that. Yeah. And then if you're Tyrese Halliburton, you're like, Jesus, man, what nah, am I doing here? Nah, Tyrese Halliburton, go get your crazy stats this year. Be the yeah. man on a very bad team. And then trade, tra- probably, you know, set it. Like, See if you can get out. You're going to maybe get a... Uh, incredible player if you can get one the one or two but yeah. other people think there's a very incredible draft where the third and fourth best player might be awesome so I don't think Halliburton's gonna be freaking out he, he know, he's gotta know the plan here is to be gar- they were 6-21 and 21 at the yeah. end of the year I mean they were garbage last year and they got a pick who in, in, in the Canadian yeah. so he might be a, a talent there so I think they're going under yes. <laughs> I'm locking hard on this one uh, and I think Turner and Heald of course will be traded before the deadline Trey makes a good point. They're going to try and build up their value even more, and they win that's, some games. That's I mean, a little of the jazzy. Yeah. The thing is, like, they're not that great. <laughs> Where, like, even yes. if Turner and Heald are playing, it's not like, the, oh, God, they're unstoppable. So I'll take the under on this one pretty comfortably. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I'm with you. They usually go for it. They try and be a team that, that contends. And uh, they're finally waving the white flag. Yeah. Hard. Who's their second or third best player when Miles Turner inevitably gets traded? Or Buddy Heald inevitably gets traded? Probably a rookie in Benedict Mathurin. So sure. they're going to be bad. Okay. Uh, everybody got their, their over-unders in there, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, 53 and a half. Here's another 50-plus win team, according to BetMGM. Task has started. Um, you know, they didn't do a whole lot. For being, They re-signed a lot of guys. Portis, Carter, Wesley Matthews, your boy, Baca, Noara. They signed Joe Ingles. He's injured, hoping he can give them something at the end of the year, maybe in a, in a playoff run. And uh, Pat Connaughton got signed to a contract extension. So, same squad with Middleton, in theory, back healthy. Are they over 53.5 wins? I go under, even though they're a championship contender. I don't think they care about the regular season at all. It's a little bit like the Clippers. Uh, They won 51 games last year, 53 the year before that when you adjust for 82 games. So, I think they're going to continue to be a 50-win team. They don't want it. Not not gunning for the number one spot. They don't want what happened last year with Chris Middleton getting injured in the playoffs chill baby they could be a four or five seed they don't care mm. uh, I, I don't think they care at all i just think the Giannis factor puts them over i just think uh he's such a competitor that i agree they don't then their emphasis is not on the regular season although they would have liked home court in the second round last year because it ended up costing them against the boston celtics uh and bud is a very good regular season coach he gets his teams to win yeah. 55 60 yeah. games i think the bucks are the best team in the eastern conference uh and Giannis is basically entering that super uh, you know, uh, he's at the height of his powers physically. You know, he's coming, he's confident. 
he wants another championship. Of course he does, another MVP. Um, so I can sort of see if he's on the floor for 82 games, the Bucks are just going to win 57 games um, and go over. Now, th- th- that's just because he's so good and he's so dominant. Um, I like Milwaukee. Give me the over. Trey? I was strongly considering the under. I agree with everything you said, Lee. Like Giannis is the best guy in the league coming off of an international tournament. So he's going to be just picking right up where he left off. But, and you're right, the Bucks are not like uh, focused on regular season wins the way they used to when they were winning the one seed. But they won 51 games last year and Brooke Lopez only played 11 That's games. That's a big part. They're 14th in defense and we know the Bucks are better than a middle of the road defense. So I assume if Lopez is able to play half the season they'll be in the top 10 again and that kind of defense with an mvp candidate you should be able to win 54 i'm going over i'm going over as well if Giannis is playing in 80 percent of the games he's <laughs> i'm like really scared of Giannis this year if i'm yeah. every, any other team and uh you know i like the idea of like giving all these guys in portis and carter and stuff like that um some money here some deals they've earned it like come on let's go to war here um so i i think they'll I think they'll just make the over. So I, 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 everything you're saying I, um, sounds right, Tass, about the idea like they don't really care. But if those guys, especially their three main guys, and then the depth they have, and, and they are well coached, like then that just that just is a 55 win team, right? Yeah. There. Like I did forget about the Brook factor. That, yeah. They only played like help. 17 games. Is that I think 11. 11. Jesus. Maybe I wrote that wrong. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's pretty instrumental. No, he came around real late. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. That's the central division. We got one more division to do. Thirteen games. Oh, you're way off. <laughs> Eleven starts. Oh, <laughs> those are the only ones I was. Oh, you only look at GS. Really the GS. <laughs> yeah. They're bringing them off the bench. It doesn't count. That's right. That's right. Uh, we'll take one more break. When we come back, we will tackle the southeast oh, division. Oh, the best division. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Direct TV satellite free. Hey Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get Direct TV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream Direct TV over the internet now. Oh sure. Next, you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream Direct TV without a satellite dish. Call one eight hundred Direct TV. Terms or restrictions apply. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Our final division when it comes to the over-unders, it's the Southeast. We start with the Atlanta Hawks. Ka-ka! 46 and a half is the win total, according to BetMGM. So, Tats, get us started. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the hometown Hawks, yeah, man? You guys are swaying me back and forth over this number. It's a good line. <laughs> uh, but I think this team is a lot more talented and just fits a lot better with the addition of DeJounte Murray. He's just going to compliment Trey Young so well in that backcourt. Young is not going to have to guard the the best guard on the team. Dejounte's got that. Bogdan Bogdanovich, perfect spot now off the bench as a sixth man fireballer instead of uh, starting beside Trey. And you're going to ask less of the front court 
in DeAndre Hunter and John Collins and Clint Capella. So I think they'll be better. And then the bench is just, it's deeper. If you want to mention guys, I'm going to mention You got a couple them. holidays for me? Oh, I, I, you know, I left him off. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go that deep. I'm going Frank the Tank. Yes. Frank oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, bogey, really, bogey is important. Onyeka Nkongu is important. And then other guys fill in your holidays, your Kaminsky's and Duke Shooter. AJ Griffin. Uh, so that's it. I, I think they're just they're pretty deep. If I don't see Frank Kaminsky in Atlanta at a brewery this fall, I'll be pissed. You remember that? Uh, if I don't run into him, I'm saying. Uh, I've got so many questions I want to ask him about Lyle, Illinois. You ever okay. go to burrito? You, go. you ever go to the squirrel cage, Frank? <laughs> Get a frozen pizza from behind the bar? I bet he did. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely he did, yeah. Uh, we he, didn't ask uh, Miles Plumley. Miles it's it a plumbing. Yeah, it, it was Miles. Miles yeah. Played with the Hawks. Yeah. He walked right by us when we were sitting at a restaurant. It was it's sort of a winery that place. He walked right by. No one talked to him really. It was just a Hey, hey Mason, Ma- Miles. Hey, what's up, plum dog? Plum dog. Yeah. dog. Just plum dog. But, yeah. but we'll make up for it when we see Frank the Tank. So you you th- you're going over because yeah. you think that fit. That's a good fit. One Murray, through Trae eight, Young. nine. They're, it's a solid team. Can they play defense? That's all I care about. Yeah. Murray should help. And man, and if Hunt, like if Hunter plays and goes to another level, Murray, Hunter, Capella, Okongwu off the bench. This yeah. should be a. That's three guys that are pretty damn good defensive players. With Trey Young, your your offense is always gonna be fine. If Trey Young's on your team, he's like Curry that way. Like you're gonna be basically a top five in my mm-hmm. opinion. Just play defense, and you probably get forty seven wins. But I'm not convinced yeah it's it's such a big question for the Hawks is whether or not they can play and I just wonder if Okongwu actually forces his way into sort of Clint Capella's role because I think they really like him Uh, and then Capella becomes a bit of a trade chip I'm not sure how much you get for him but uh, they need I think um, you know his his athleticism I think is is what they like there look DeJounte Murray improves him no doubt about it but does he improve him to that 47 win mark I'm not sure I'll take the under 43 last year I think they they started slow they did, last they year, did. seventeen and twenty four through the yeah. first half yeah. of the season, uh, and that's they've done that two years in a row yeah. now where they sort of finished strong. <laughs> yeah, they fired so, their coach the one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And last then, year it was what was the re- what what kickstarted them last year? Uh, uh, was it they just like decided? Cause remember there was a talk like uh, we went to the conference finals. Yeah, this yeah. Trey Young said it was boring. Yeah, boring. That's right. <laughs> the regular season is boring. boring in his third season. There. <laughs> uh, I like Atlanta. I like look. John Collins is a very interesting one as well. They've basically tried to trade him in the summer, couldn't. He's come back now. I think I'm a believer in John Collins. I think he's a very impactful player for that team. But maybe Travis Schlenk in the front office is still trying to uh, dangle him out there to somebody else. Um, Hawks are good. But very, so I don't know. I just don't quite get a real solid feel until I see Dejounte Murray out there playing and how he impacts that team. So give me the uh, give me the under. But they should be a sort of forty-five win team. He's bringing the two. Didn't you see him with Paolo Boncaro out in Seattle? Oh over yeah, the I summer did. getting That's into right. it, Talking faking trash, him out yeah. left and right. Uh, I can't wait to see what the Hawks look like. It is going to be strange to see them with two ball dominant guards. But Murray yeah. lives in the passing lanes. The Hawks never force turnovers, so that should be helpful. The Hawks finished second in the league in offense last year. They've got an incredible See? offense. <laughs> Trey Young led the league in points and assists. Totals. <laughs> <laughs> so you know they're going to be good offensively. The problem, obviously, was on the defensive end where they were in the bottom three in the league. If they get to 20th in defense, that's not a huge ask, but it makes you a super competitive team. They just got to take the season seriously from opening night, and if they do that, I'm going to go over. But, man, that's a that's a perfect line right there. Like yeah. 46 wins. 
feels almost ideal. Uh, I know. What do you think about this? Jeff Schultz wrote at The Athletic, the Hawks gave up a ton in the Murray trade, so much that if they're not back in the conference finals this season or even next, the trade should be considered a failure. Is that sort of like the bar in the yeah. next two years after the Murray deal, giving up a lot? Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I, I mean, it caught me by surprise, if I'm honest. <laughs> But maybe that's just being an Atlanta sports fan. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, they, they, the they, they, they sort of snuck into the conference yeah, finals yeah. that year. That was ahead of schedule. Um, but then last season, they, they just made it into the playoffs and then got smoked by the yeah. uh, Miami Heat. So you think they're better than they were last season, but probably not quite as good as the year before. But you just want to sort of see them now, okay, again, not get off to a terrible start. Be sort of competitive early on and see if they can sort of be competing for a top four spot in the in the East. I think that's where they need to be right now because then that that's, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, the Raptors. Philly. Philly, yeah. Are, are they better than, you know, two of those teams? Probably not right now. Maybe they could be, but I don't think so right now. Okay. They gave up their future. It should propel them to another level. It's sort of like the Bulls. That and that they gave up a lot of their future for everything they got, and uh, they could be a middle of the pack team. Uh, yeah, the expectation should be conference final. Now, uh, they're they're sort of like a top heavy team. There's, they just don't have a lot more to trade now. I guess Collins, I suppose. But then you're getting worse, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you give up your future, you want to be better. So you're under. <laughs> I'm under. Yes, you are. I'm going over. And and Trey. Minuscule over. Minuscule over. I'll go minuscule under. I'll go with Lily. Just, 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 just under. Charlotte Hornets. Weird team. 36 and a half. Uh, Trey started on the Hornets. <laughs> Talk about a weird team. Uh, I got to go under on this. They lost their leading score with everything that happened mm-hmm. uh, with Miles Bridges. Uh, not, don't need to see him back. Um, they've got Lamelo, which is still good. Probably their second best player is Terry Rozier or good Gord Gordon Hayward. And then after those guys, like, it might be Mason Plumley, walking down Ugh. walking down the belt line. We don't say hi to his brother, but you might say hi to Mason because he's one of the five best players on the I Hornets. Th- I thought he's a Utah Jazz now. <laughs> yeah. Was Is a, he? Didn't you? I yeah, think yeah, you yeah. shared the photo of... Uh, That's Cody Zeller. Yeah, oh. no, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, oops. Oh, come no, but on, Mason. you guys are mixing up Zellers and Plum Dogs now? Well, they're all brothers. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that, that was my days. mistake. That was my mistake. Yeah, Mason Plumley's still there. Yeah. He's going to be the starting center. Uh, Quite forgettable. Yeah. Ugh, what a gross off-season for them. I mean... <laughs> it was brutal. They, they well, brought... they drafted Mark Williams. Yeah. They re-signed Cody Martin yeah. for four years, $31 million. Fine. They signed Dennis Smith Jr., <laughs> Steve, Cl- Steve Clifford is back. Yeah, because Kenny Atkinson said yes, but then he said actually, right? Ugh, yeah. And then no Trey, thanks. of course, brought up uh, you know Miles Bridges yeah. charged this summer with one felony count of injuring a child's parent, and two felony counts of child abuse. He pleaded not guilty, and they're sorting that out legally, of course. Um, yeah, it was a horrible, horrible offseason. It was bad. Yeah, very bad, and and it's still at. 36 and a half wins. That's Seems way high. too high. <laughs> way too high. Lamelo Ball's good. He was an all-star, but he's not a sort of, he can win you 15 to 20 games by himself type of player. What about uh, with good Gord and PJ Washington? No, if Gord can tracks. even stay on the, on the court, yeah. that's his big, uh, they, they'll trade him in a second if they can as well. Maybe they get Westbrook. Maybe that's the deal mm. that uh, someone decides to make that one happen. Um, yeah, I, I would be, look, Steve Clifford, they've tried it. It didn't work really with him. He, he's a good, solid coach but gets them uh, to play defense yeah but i mean that is that the um is that the best they could come up with after kenny atkinson left them they said just bring back the other guy uh i don't think there's going to be a very fun season at all in charlotte other than lamello will give us some highlights they'll be lucky to win 25 games i think whoa way under way under this guy's pounding the under
You're going under. I'm reading about the Plumleys and the Zellers now. Oh, Jesus. That's the high point of the Hornet season. Talking about Plumleys and Zellers. That's that's my. I don't really care to. Uh, even though you've got um, Lamelo Ball in this team, I'm not excited. Obviously, as you guys said, for all those reasons. If if you want to talk yourself into the over, you say, "Oh, Gordon Hayward, former All Star, he's on the floor, but he hasn't been healthy the last three years." And then, yeah, there's a huge drop-off. Terry Ozier and LaMelo Ball are going to be the backcourt, but the, then, yeah, who is their third-best player? I guess it's a, a Plumlee or a Zeller. I'm not sure. Don't ask me. And then it's a Martin twin. Uh, I'm not I, I'm not excited about this team. I don't think they have good vibes in their locker room. I don't know why still Steve Clifford came back for this, um, but I'm going under. I will not be surprised if they start slowly and then suddenly uh, LaMelo Ball picks up an injury oh, yeah. to shut them down for a good chunk of time. And maybe they go, let's take a chance at Victor. And so that would be a fun pairing, him and LaMelo. Uh, I'm going under for sure on 36 and a half. Trey, you said you were under as well. Big time under. Oh, yep, everybody's yep, big yep, time yep, under. Yep, okay, no. Jordan high. doesn't like to lose, though. <laughs> you tried to trade for Marcus Saul a couple of years ago. He's going to try and trade for somebody, I think. Oh, yeah. A big man, because that's where they have their serious yeah. problem. Okay, the Miami Heat, 49 and a half wins. So just under 50. They had the best record in the East, mm. despite Butler, Bam, Lowry, Hero, all missing you know, significant chunks of time. You had Struess and Gabe Vincent and the other Martin, Caleb, like uh, emerging. And like they were not far away from going to the NBA Finals, <laughs> you know? Jimmy pulls up in transition. One pull up three away. Uh, you never know. So... What I'm getting at is obviously a damn good team. Yeah. Uh, still rack up the wins with Spolstra as their coach. They always find these diamonds in the rough. And here they are, maybe a little disrespected, I think, at 49 and a half. But what do you think? Oh, I think so. I think they get to 50 just because they're going to be so tough. All those guys you mentioned, the vets, Lowry, Butler, etc. they're going to take probably 20 games off at least. Right. But you sort of feel with Miami that guys like Max Struess and Gabe Vincent last year who really stepped up. Whoever, Oladipo is still there. Yeah, too. yeah. And whoever does play, you know, they have that sort of heat culture mentality. You know, mm-hmm. they play tough and they and they play very, very good defense and very good offense. Udonis Haslam is back again as well. Let's not forget that. They've got Hayward Highsmith on on their roster. That's a fantastic Great name. name. Uh, so I, I just think from, you know, like history of the Miami Heat, the Eric Spolstra teams, the Pat Riley mentality. I wonder if the Dragon has left his body from losing in the uh, conference finals last year. Remember Pat Riley said that? The Dragon hadn't left his body <laughs> about a month after the season there. I thought so, you were talking uh, about Goran Dragic. Tyler Hero. So uh, Tyler <laughs> Hero, um, uh, you know, he signed the big uh, four-year and 100 130 million the other day so I I like this team I mean I just think they're just going to be so tough at both ends so I think they hit uh, the over there at 50 plus Tass Heat yeah people I guess aren't excited the number dropped off but I think uh, Kyle Lowry is going to bring juice into that locker room Pat Riley talked about dragons but he also said Kyle Lowry was fat and that's essentially (laughs) what he said now Lowry I think is going to take that personally he's got to come back in shape and I think if he's leading Every time down the court, along with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, they may miss P.J. Tucker a little bit, but I think Tyler Hero will have a bounce back year. Uh, I go 50-plus. I think I think it's an over. Trey? This one I had a lot of trouble with because I've like – the Heat don't feel like a 50-win team to me. They barely got to it last year. They didn't replace P.J. Tucker, who was a huge part of their team. So now their starting forward is probably Max Struess, who was great last year, looked pretty solid over the summer, but, you know, Duncan Robinson once upon a time had a great season, and now he's basically out of the rotation. Other than that, Nikola Jovic is going to be getting minutes for them. Yeah, Great name, not the MVP. <laughs> we shall see how his NBA career plays out, but it's hard to pick against the Heat going over their line. They always go over their line. They're always a little bit better than you expect. Yeah. 
I'll go with exactly 49 wins, the under. Ooh. Huh. The under. Ooh. The under. Yeah, will they be flirting with 50? Will they join that, uh, I don't know, what could be four or five teams in the East with, you know, 50 to 55 wins? I think so. I think so. I had forgotten how much time. You know, Lowry's missing time because of family reasons last year. And, and you know, there was uh, some some health uh, issues with him as well, maybe not being quite in shape, uh, being off of the floor so much. So if Bam Butler and Lowry are playing, Hero knowing his role and, and they're still coached by Eric Spolster yeah. that's to me is still a 50 win team so I will go just over uh, and take them that with that a couple more teams left the Orlando Magic 26 and a half alright they re-signed Gary Harris okay though he's got a torn meniscus he's <laughs> gonna start. be out for some time they re-signed Mo Bamba they obviously had the number one pick in Bancaro what do you think about the Magic? Is this the, is this a year where they could make a step with uh, Suggs and Wagner and Wendell Carter and Cole Anthony and what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean they can they should have more wins than they had last year, which was twenty two. So uh, I, I'm going and you know they've got the line there at twenty six and a half. Yeah, I think they they get to twenty eight wins. Um, I'm interested to see some development and some growth there from uh, especially Cole Anthony. I think he is a good player. I think he's got that right um, attitude and the mentality. He wants to go out there. He wants to get a few wins. Bankero should be good too from the start. I mean he's probably I don't know if he was the favorite before Holmstrom went down, but he's certainly. Uh, in that top two or three guys. So he's going to get minutes. He's going to get opportunity there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got those other guys. Jalen Suggs was hyped up, didn't really do all that much last season. So another season, basically, I think teams are going to look at Orlando like maybe the Pistons last year and say, who cares? We, this is a win. Yeah. And they, they can sneak. catch people. Yeah, they, they can bit. sneak yeah. with a few wins there. So Jamal Mosley, the coach, I mean, again, I think you're going to try to get these guys to play. They're going to have their eye, though, on the draft as well. So it's like if we can get another good player next season maybe maybe they don't want to win too much but I don't think that's going to be a problem I, I think they hit the over but I don't really know to be honest <laughs> I guess that's true yeah. Trey uh, I'm going to go under I just think that the Magic were the worst offense in the league last year Franz Wagner looked awesome uh, playing in Eurobasket Boncaro's a bucket so they should be a little bit better on that side they were 17th in defense last year not bad for a pretty terrible team Jonathan Isaac allegedly is going to be playing basketball again but I don't think it adds enough wins for them to go over here and like Lee's saying when it comes down to it Magic are still in rebuild mode, so they will be wanting to get some more good draft picks. Haven't they been in re- rebuild since the Dwight Howard trade, like a decade ago now? I mean, I know they've made the playoffs technically, but... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> took <laughs> a game off the Raptors there in the yeah. 2019 And took run. two off the Bucks, didn't they, in the bubble down there? They Is that right? One or two, anyway. Yeah, it's been rebuilding for yeah. a while, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, With bigs. You know, this bigs. is a low-line task. 26 and a half. They could surprise. They yeah. are the Detroit South here. That It's entirely in line, but I don't think they have the same top-end talent as uh, the Pistons do. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Franz believer. Um, maybe I say they don't have the top-end talent, but these guys could surprise. And, and Bancaro and Franz mainly is who I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, Franz was lining up Yanis in, in mm. Eurobasket. No problem. Uh, Bancaro, I believe in his confidence. He should get plenty of Rookie of the Year votes. I'm a little worried about what Jalen Suggs and, and Cole Anthony do in the backcourt. Are they going to let Franz and Boncaro be Franz and Boncaro? I hope so. Um, I'm excited to see all these guys post RJ Hampton be you know, t- what they are, um, be what they can be. But uh, I am not confident. I'm not confident <laughs> at all. And, yeah, it's it's a big ho-hum when you, when you look at the Orlando Magic number and what they've become. But... 
it's all it's up to Franz and Bonker. I think they do have a pretty high ceiling, and Suggs needs a bounce back year here in year two. Yeah, this this is tough because well, it depends how you feel about Franz, and he is a great player, but their best player is a rookie probably in Bonkero. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't I think mean, that's... at worst, their second best player. At least yeah. their second. Now, they're helped out uh, location-wise. Yeah, the team's always got to come into Florida, got to play the Heat, and then you got to yeah. play the Magic. And, like, <laughs> right. you talked about being overlooked. Yeah. Like, maybe that plays to in their advantage a little bit, and they pick up some sort of sneaky wins because of that, and people are excited about South Beach, and, you know. Right off Heat that Prime 112, you got to go play the oh, Magic. It's a great, yeah. goddamn great line, because it's they're going to be right around there. I'm going to go over, though. I think because I'm much lower on some of these other teams like the Pacers and the Hornets and, uh, you know, a few others in the East. So, I, I, 28, that feels yeah. – 28 to 30 feels like a <laughs> – I can't believe I'm going to say this, but like a good season for them if they're seeing flashes yeah, from Big Like 10 more wins than yeah, they had recently. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll, I'll go over uh, on the Orlando Magic. I'm saying that out loud. Uh, our final team here, it's not a crazy line either. It's the Washington Wizards <laughs> at 35 and a half. Um I had forgotten, so shout out to Zach Harper and the great job he did with his recaps. Through the first 44 games last year, the Wizards had a winning record. They were 23-21. and 21. Um, You know, the defense was, like, excelling in the first yeah. part of the season. They were winning tight games. Coos. Fourth quarter coos. It, it yeah. looked like they were going to yeah. hang around uh, for the play-in, and they fell out of that. And they did some things. They traded for Monte Morris and Will Barton. They drafted Johnny Davis with the 10th pick. They signed DeLon Wright. Two years, $16 million. Taj Gibson, he's on the Wizards. Right. That's where he right. Yes. Uh, and they re-signed Bradley Beal to the uh, five-year $251 million contract. So, 35 and a half, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> this is a team you can start talking yourself into being a decent team with all the vets. You know, if you got Taj yelling at you down the bench, if you got uh, DeLon Wright, his defense can yep. rub off on you a little bit. Monte Morris picks up their point guard spot to, like, an average NBA point guard level, which is... Good. Uh, beside uh, Bradley Beal, I'm excited for Rui Achimura. Um, he had some personal issues coming into the last season. He had some injuries. Breakout year coming in year four? Maybe. I'm a sucker for him, though. I, I don't know if he's going to beat out Will Barton, Kyle Kuzma, Denny Avdia, who should play more than him. I just mentioned a lot of average guys. This team is average, mm-hmm. and it screams average. But they can overachieve with Morris Beal and then Kuzman Porzingis as your locks in your starting lineup. Remember, Kristaps Porzingis plays basketball. They can't overachieve, but it, it, yeah, it's another one of those that they they could definitely overachieve, but they can also underachieve and and not have great chemistry. But we don't even know. We haven't seen Beal and Porzingis really. We haven't seen them yeah. play in regular season. Yeah, you know, he comes over and Beal's not playing. So I take I, yeah. I take the over for some odd reason. <laughs> oh. I'm not sold on it, but okay. I'll take the over. Yeah, the line 35 last year, 35 and a half this year. Vegas is like we don't know. Let's yeah. just run it back from last season because they'll be better than you know. I think teams like Orlando and Indiana and stuff, but they're not anywhere close to really getting yeah. any better than they were last year. Uh, Kuzma and Beal, the vets, they'll go out there and play hard, but yeah, they can win 35 games. So under. <laughs> Yes, I guess technically <laughs> under, but they're very uninspiring. I mean, just again, like I get why Beal wants the security of staying there, but what's the point at this point? Like, if you don't want to win and you just want the money, fine. But you know, he should have he should have moved on. I'm not inspired at all by this team. Okay, so you're going just under. I think that's what I ended up on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm over for sure. Uh, 35 wins last year. Beal played 40 games. They only had Przingis, P-E-R Zingus. Uh, they only had him for a handful of games at the end of the year. So, 
Yeah, you listed a bunch of average guys, but the Wizards didn't even have average guys for the second half of last season. So I think beefing up the point guard spot with Morris, Will Barton's a solid player as well. One of their forwards should be able to play at least alongside Kuzma. I'm definitely over on the Wizards just because they don't really have an incentive to be bad. And they've got a lot of average players, so you'll probably be an average team. Yeah, I I agree with that. I'm going just over on this line. I think... uh... Vegas wisely put it just low enough that I was like, eh, yeah, yeah, Beal and Porzingis yeah. are out there. I mean, yeah. Porzingis, like, what? We can't lock in either of those guys being uh, playing seventy games, especially KP. His uh, his history when it comes to injury. I just wish we could take Denny Avdia and, and Rui and like make them into one player. Mm. Be an awesome player. It would be because Avdia great defensively, very good. really bad on that end, but he's a better offensive player than Avdia struggles with three point shooting and finishing and stuff like that. Yeah, he had a bad year last year, but I, I'm believing in Denny too. He was he was balling Eurobasket. Yep. I know it's Eurobasket. It's not, he he did fall off a little bit, but uh, I, I'm a Denny believer. I guess I'm a, just a young guy believer. I don't know. I, I, the, the guys they brought in, Morris Barton, Wright, and even Taj Gibson. I mean, he's not gonna play a ton, but like a locker room presence, and like he's he's not gonna want to lose. That yeah. should help. I do like those those moves. It helps for the over under win total. You, yeah. you re-signed yeah. Beal for a billion dollars, whatever it was. Yeah. You should be able to get to thirty six. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a great. That's point. a great point. Okay, so that's fifteen teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, now we got to pick our three favorites. Make some people some money. Don't bet on these. Okay, we don't know anything. Um, Lee, you got to start it. What, okay. what are your three locks when it comes to the over unders in the East? I got one over the box fifty three and a half. Lock him in. This guy loves Milwaukee. I do love Milwaukee. I love Giannis. Uh, do you love Bratwurst? Yes, I do. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. If, if you get the right one, yeah. Uh, Just there's one out there. There's in one the world? specific one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Hornets. The vegan one. The vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Vegan I forgot. I'm, 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 vegan, oh, yeah. I'm vegan. Yeah. We had the international. We had the international dinner last night. Actually, at school. I brought along the meat pies because it's oh, like, yeah. you know, the kids love them. Yeah. And then I went to the uh, Colombian side and I said, uh, what are these? Are they vegetarian? He goes, yeah, it's potato. And I said, oh, great. Grabbed it. But he goes, and beef. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gracias, amigo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, bucks over Hornets under. Ugh, get off them at 36 and a half. No way they're hitting that. And then Brooklyn the same at under 50 and a half. Oh. Don't believe in the Nets. Take them uh, Take him under. You're not going to be opening your third mind this year, eh? Third eye. <laughs> <laughs> third mind. Third eye mind, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, no. okay. So under on the Hornets, under on the Nets, over on the Bucks. That's correct. According to Leos. Those are his locks. Tass, what do you got? Toronto Raptors. Lock it in. Oh, wow. Over, baby. 46 and a half. Great regular season team. Philadelphia 76ers, I'm going over as well. 50 and a half. Mm. They're, they're definitely a better team than that. I think they can be the one seed in the East. And... Hey, we just talked about the Washington Wizards. I'm going over. Wow, as your luck. <laughs> yeah. Not, I'm not excited about it, but I think Chris Depp's per Zingas, as Trey said, <laughs> will have a good PER, and the geeks will, will, will start calling him Chris Depp's per Zingas. Uh, yeah, I, I, good locker room. Good locker room. Good it's good room. for some good, Ws. Good locker room. All right, Trey. All my locks were just chosen. I can't believe oh, it. That's all right. I'm locking lock. in uh, the Philadelphia 76ers over. Okay. I'm locking them in as the one seed. I'm with you, Lee. Hornets under. I just think it has been since their play-in game. It has been bad news <laughs> yeah. uh, for the Hornets. So give me the under on that. Yeah. 
And then I'm over on the Wizards. It's going to be a magical season in Washington. Wow. 38 wins. This is wild. <laughs> magical. Okay, I am uh, locking in the Hornets with you guys as well. The Uh-oh. under, don't, uh, no way. I think they're winning 37 or more games, so I'll take the under. I think the Pacers are, rightfully, I want to point out, going to lean hard into being very bad to help their chances of a, of a victor or a scoot. So give me the uh, <laughs> under 24 and a half for the Indiana Pacers, uh, especially after they trade Turner and or healed. And then, you know, I did this in the West with the Kings saying the over. Uh, whatever yeah. that line was, I, I took the over. 34 and a half, I think. Yeah, it something. It was low. You're right. It was, yeah, it was pretty low. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna do it with the New York Knicks in the Eastern Conference. Give me the over mm. 39 and a half. Um, <laughs> so they will, be a fi- they will be a 500 team. Yeah. That's what I got uh, Tibbs having the Knicks at this year. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to take the over if they're still below 500 on the season. It should, oh, you, you should, it should have to be at least 42 wins if you okay, take taking the give over. Give me better odds. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll make some coin on that. So yeah, uh, Knicks over, under Hornets, under Pacers. I think they might, uh, I think they might have the worst record in the league. That's what I'll be uh, fake putting money on. <laughs> <laughs> fake money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fake money. Monopoly out. money. Uh, so let's I, hear from you guys. Oh, go ahead. I can't believe this. I just looked up uh, some wizard stats here. <laughs> You'll never guess who led the team in PER last season. Oh, do we even well, name him? Oh, <laughs> say his name properly, Porzingis. please. Kristaps <laughs> Porzingis. Oh, 27.7 yeah, on yeah. the PER. Wow. He, was, he was balling <laughs> in Washington. All of us big Wizards fans here are feeling great about the season. The Wizards yeah. fans are going to be like, why tank for Victor when we already have one? We got wow. the original We got unicorn. the OG unicorn. <laughs> he grew a little beard over the summer, too. Oh, beard zingus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, all right, that's, those are our picks when it comes to the Eastern Conference over-unders. Uh, let's hear from you. Everybody listening, tweet at us, at NoDunksInc, or let us know in the comments below the YouTube video your three locks for those over-unders in the East. Later today, this is fun, at 1 p.m. Eastern, is this good? Uh, wow, a lot of might, nudity. Yeah, and, uh, a lot of nudity. Very sexual. Oh, very sexy is this Wow. Good? Elon Musk was a streak. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about, is this good? Streaking, or, you know, running onto the field. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about cologne. Is that good? And couples massages. Mm. Oh, my. And a whole lot more with Matty O asking the hard-hitting questions. Uh, it's Tass and I on today's Is This Good with Matt and JD. So that's erotic. 1 p.m. What's that? Very erotic show. I mean, you might start massaging each other. Do you think we should through. have to do it yeah. nude? Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's, it's good. It's only one letter you have to change. Is this? Oh, no, it's not nude. It's nude. Yeah. <laughs> nude, N-O-O-D. Uh, okay, so that's coming up at 1 p.m. from the Classic Factory. Then, later tonight. Yeah, what? it's a triple header day here in the Classic Factory. No buts. Yeah, we had a rain delay yesterday. Yep. Triple header today. Wow. Uh, do you know what time you're going live in theory? Mm, let's say 5P. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, oh, great. Oh, yeah, we're getting earlier. The playoff bracket is set. It's okay. a playoff primer for all the casual baseball oh, I like fans. That. Keeping I need it, it casual. What's going on in the wild card series? And I'm going to force you guys to watch a game this weekend as well with me online. Okay. And we'll ask everybody else to watch as well. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's the point. Everybody can watch with us, watch some baseball. Pop some Cracker Jacks. Watch some baseball together. Why not? Cracker Jack? <laughs> I gotta fight Cracker Jacks? You gotta fight Cracker Jacks as well. Uh, so, yeah, what a day here from the Classic Factory. Is this good at one? No bunts at five. Tomorrow, if you're a Survivor fan, 
Go check out No Buffs, which has its own YouTube and podcast feed. That's at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, talking about tonight's episode of Survivor, episode three. Get your picks in. I saw Sean saying, oh. lock your picks in right now. Good yeah. Call. Better yeah. get them in. I did mine this morning. Uh, so make sure your picks are in if you're a part of our uh, No Buffs fantasy pool <laughs> and make your picks. Everybody's getting their picks yeah. in right now. And then, this is fun, on Friday, we're going to be releasing our film session podcast on the new Redeem Team Doc, yes. which airs that day on Netflix. They hooked your boys up with the screener. What? So we'll be talking about film session. We'll drop that on Friday. Uh, Spoiler alert. It's a fun documentary. If you like basketball, (laughs) if you like the Olympics, this is the movie for you. So that's coming up at the end of the week. Let's call it there, though. Till we see you later today, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, Chris Savas Porzingis, once known as the unicorn, but now he's the goat because he uh, shaved the sides of his beard. Now it's just a goat. Praise the day, <laughs> Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.